Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. I'm MC Anime, and I got my fellow co-host with me today, Leah. How are you doing? Hey. hey everyone, I'm pretty good. Another beautiful day, sunny out, it's still cold, which is terrible, but outside of that, pretty good. I mean, cold's pretty good. Uh, so, um, we were continuing, I think, our last episode of the Motif series. Um, we're doing arc numbers. You want to explain what arc numbers are? Um, yeah, traditionally arc numbers in shows are theme numbers that appear uh, continuously, whether it be an arrangement of protagonists or the main group of characters, um, any clues that might pop up, any sequence of events. It's just a recurring number of, um, of actions in noticeable noticeable things that happen throughout a show or throughout an episode that um, kind of ties things together and has it within one circular, one yeah. circular theme. So that's what we're doing today. Yep. And uh, one famous example of arc number that we see a lot is uh, Elite Four, the top four characters of a show or the the elite being the four characters who are the most powerful, stuff like that. Pokemon is very famous for the elite four. You always see them coming in. You know, all that stuff. That's one famous example. What do you think of the elite four? Trope. For me, I have a more like affinity for the three, like the grouping of three. But yeah, four, I yeah, four, I I find fine. Just sometimes I don't know if the story can be distributed e um, evenly unless they kind of break them in pairs. Um, that's why I normally lean towards three. But you are right; it's it is a very popular trope that's used throughout shows. Um, and it it can help like divide an episode even in quarters as you follow whoever is the main character of whatever section of the show it is. Yeah. It's it's very difficult of the fact that, you know, Ford's even and Ford's a perfect square and, you know, the square root of four is two, which is just half of four. So, you know what? He just keeps working out. And you can, you know... As you said, pairing teams always do really good with four. A trio, they usually either do single or do all tag team related with the three of them. You can't really split it up. You can only split it up three different ways. Or you can do one group of three, so who knows? Yeah, grouping of threes, it's... It, it, I mean, I would the one I can think of of maybe four is the main group in Bleach. Um, <laughs> but if I immediately think of like groupings of three, I think of any of the um, Shinobi squads that are in in Naruto, where it's just yeah. the set thing with them. Um, and then even if I think of something popular like Dragon Ball or whatever, I'm really only thinking of Goku and Vegeta. Rarely do am I including like a third member. It's never like they include a third member. They always include like. 17 other people if they go and do a mission. So, yeah. yeah. 
of uh, the first example that we are going to discuss, like, for this, is uh, we're going to discuss Dragon Ball with the theme of Seven. And this also implies the Reborn as well, Hitman Reborn. Yeah, because Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. yeah, Dragon Ball, it's it's the staple. It's like the Godfather of anime. Everyone's heard yeah. of it. It's similar, like with Pokemon, um, in all of its iterations. But the one mm-hmm. key thing about Dragon Ball is the Dragon Balls, the Seven yeah. Dragon Balls. Yeah. So, um, within the show, and for those who maybe not ha- haven't seen it. Um, Dragon Ball is a like a Shonen Jump classic. It's a fighting anime mm-hmm. um, that follows the story of Son Goku. And there's Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, GT, all of those. But essentially, he spends his time training and fighting with a group of other warriors, including his children, um, against aliens and monsters and kind of like supernatural beings of different realms um, and he always just wants to be the strongest fighter so he never says no to a fight mm-hmm. and there is a um, magical element that's introduced in Dragon Ball um, uh, that is literally the name of the show where the, they are these um, orange orbs that have uh, are numbered one through seven with stars and if you collect all seven around the globe of earth you um, summon Shiron, a giant dragon who will grant you three wishes I think it's three wishes or one wish? Three wishes. Oh, okay. I think it's three wishes. I don't know if he just glances a wish. I don't know how many. I don't know. Oh, wait. No, no. I lied. It's one wish. It's one wish. He's not a genie. <laughs> yeah. He's not a genie. I don't know why in my mind. I was like, ah, yeah, definitely. Because she was a genie. Like, oh, gosh. We don't need no trickery. <laughs> no, and weird. he... Never, he's never excited Maybe. to see anyone. <laughs> uh, I just see all the fan art with Dragon Ball and Shiron. It's kind of funny. I do like. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the abridged series for Dragon Ball. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's it's pretty great. You can just go on YouTube, type in Team Four Star, um, and they have the whole Dragon Ball Z beginning series um, abridged. So if you've seen the show, it's even funnier. And if you haven't seen the show, you still get the premise of it. <laughs> and the way they play um, Shinron is hilarious in that too. He's so aggravated with the foolishness of the protagonist, which is fair. It's Goku. Oh my gosh. And, you know, the duo. A bridge series, right? All they have to do is have the copyright disclaimer at the beginning of the video. And, the, and all rights belong to the original creators and all that stuff. Did they do that? Oh, yeah. They do that every episode. Yeah. I think all of the, the parody spoof ones started doing that, especially with um, YouTube's changing copyright laws. So to avoid, you know, naturally getting their stuff taken down. Um, even if they don't well, they, kill us any money for it, they still have to do the disclaimer. Uh, yeah, they do the disclaimer to minimize the chances of get a copyright strike, but they can still get a copyright strike. You know, it's not guaranteed. They yeah, no. The impact. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, priorities are good, but you, 
you should watch. You should also support the original too. So don't always rely on the parody. Parody should be like a backup after you watched it. I mean, I don't know. It's Dragon Ball. Like <laughs> you can you can read it. You can watch it. No one no one is going to quiz you <laughs> if you talk about <laughs> Dragon Ball. They'll like I think newer shows like Dragon mm-hmm. Slayer or something like that. They'll quiz you, but I I think for Dragon Ball, if you're just like yeah. Goku. You know, always fighting Vegeta, always losing. Boba has blue hair, and they'll be like, he knows the whole show. Bing, yep. bang, boom, you got it. And the theme of seven really comes through for like the seven Dragon Balls. There's seven mm-hmm. major story arcs in the manga. By the end of the manga, there's only seven Saiyans Goku, Vegeta, and the hybrids Gohan, Goten, Trunks, Bra, and Pan. There's only seven surviving, but that's at the end. The tournaments that were major events in the first part all took place on the seventh. Also, the entire series takes place in Universe 7. Isn't that a little weird? I mean, seven is a very lucky number um, in almost all cultures, especially yeah, in Japanese culture. So, <laughs> huh? Seven days of the week. Yes, also seven days of the week. Which probably explains why Goku and them get so many chances and so yeah. many like resurrections. They literally, every time you're like, no one should survive this. Like, and even when people don't survive it, they still get a second chance because Universe 7 is just weirdly very lucky. <laughs> they, they are blessed by the gods. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting how that, always, that works out. Can't really put my finger on it, but it feels like the luck can't always be in their favor, though. I mean, there's plenty of times where things go south, um, and the show does get pretty intense because you're also, of course, you're watching people fight, so you get really hyped up into it. But nine times out of ten, they're going to come out winning in some way, somehow, because, like, it's Goku. <laughs> you know, like they they always figure out some insane, crazy way to make it so either even if he dies, like they figure it out. Yeah, that's, yeah, true. And you know, Hitman Reborn. We're gonna briefly touch on it because we already did a previous episode of Hitman Reborn discussing it. Um, the number seven. We have the seven Vanolia Guardians, the seven Cacabelio. The Seven Real Funeral Reefs, Seven Flames of the Sky, and Earth. Um, the most important one is the Tri-Set, or the Seven to the Third Power. Three sets of three rings, which is the Seven Millennial Rings, the Mare Rings, and the Archibello Pacifiers. Also, Seven of Three is also said to be the foundation of the world. What do you think about that? Especially your seven Archibellos, which is the babies. I'm still not over them being assassin babies, but I mean, it is <laughs> it is what it is. It's it's freaking creepy. No, like I didn't sign up for this. I thought it was going to be a cute sidekick. Um, but with uh. it being seven, I don't know. I think seven also, if you look at it in any mm. formation. You it like even the way that it can angle forward. It just just a good number. It's 
it's a solid standing. And since every single one of them has their own unique thing um, or like theme to their fighting style and their character. Uh, I mean, I can see why they mirrored everything off of seven. Also, it just makes the story easier to follow since they're blending Japanese and uh, what is he Italian? Yeah. Is he Italian? Yeah. They're, they're blending Japanese and Italian themes. Um, as well as words um, yeah. in story arc. So, so yeah, I think the the seven being a constant repetitious uh, number to pop up just makes it easier to follow along. If they if they constantly yeah. change it, I think it could get very confusing, especially how far the show goes. Yeah, get more confusing because you just keep seeing you. You don't even realize there's seven seven is a theme too. You look at it like, oh, it's seven. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, if you look at it from a distance, but I think if you binge watched the show, like, did you notice that when you were watching it? Yeah, I knew there was like seven of them, but I didn't like connect Auk number with it. I noticed there's like seven kept kept a uh, couple times seven wings and seven protagonists, but like. It just didn't connect. It didn't connect until we did Auk number. We'll just say that. <laughs> okay, okay. It was like, hmm. I'm not what like, oh, I didn't like make an, oh, that's seven. I went, ooh. Yeah, I didn't make that like obvious epiphany, but no. Yeah, I did think it was interesting because um, you had mentioned the Trini set. And yeah. uh, in like naturally, uh, TRI tree, like that's three. So, in and so mm -hmm. for it being like seven to the third power, I had to look at it and like really look what it meant. But I guess it refers to the seven rings, which are yeah. worn whenever like a new family member is added, mm -hmm. um, the pacifiers that you see with all the babies, just never exactly. gonna get over that, and then the mare rings, yeah. I'm not really sure what those squad. are. These are the Sashination Squad. They they are the other group that uh, has, okay, okay. yeah ties to the Vagolia family. Interesting. Yeah, but it if you look at any of the imagery from the show, it mm. shows them in the like trifecta, kind of like in a um yeah. a triangle of mm. three points. So, yep. and then it's around the earth, I think. So, mm -hmm. the supernatural aspect of it as well, it seems mm -hmm. very like ritualistic. It's like seven, seven, seven. Yeah. But is um, regrettably a very cool show, even with the, the weird uh, assassin Baby. babies. I'm they have a song for it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was looking at the Trini set has a song. So I'm just like, oh why? I mean, I, so, and also, uh, one thing we want to mention is Fairy Tale. This is seven as Auk number. The dragons disappear in the year X77 uh, on the 7th of July, the seventh month of the year, seven, bef seven years before the series begins. Same year, uh, uh, seven year time skip in the middle of the series. 
Then the Grand Magic Games has seven guilds chosen to participate in the tournament. Uh, with the total of eight teams, but that's fairy tale in two teams. Um, the tournament has seven dragons bought from the past, fought by the seven dragon slayers, Natsu, Jared Neal, Wendy, Laxus, Cobra, Sting, and Rogue. What do you think of fairy tale with the theme of seven? Honestly, when it gets to that extent, I do kind of <laughs> feel like, like, no, I, I was thinking about this, that for most things that when they have the three that's set up, um, yeah. it can condense things. But when you have seven of anything, you can just keep going forever. And it yeah. also, I don't know why, but it, it always makes things seem that much more, I don't know, like legitimate. It's uh -huh. like, if you're, if you're like, the 10 nights of whatever, whatever. And it's like the seven tournaments of something, something. And you're just like, oh, okay. That sounds so much more legit. Seven of them. And so I think fairy tale like pulls that off really well. Also, fairy tale doesn't care about your time because they said we're going to do a time skip in the middle of the yeah. show. And I'm just like, well, that's kind of disrespectful. Every other show you see, when they do a time skip, if it's not a part of like the Isekai like setup, how they do in like Tokyo Revengers, it's when they're going into like the next phase of the series. They don't just they don't just up and leave you and say, see you in like 50 years or something. So um I respect Fairy Tale for their commitment to the number, but I do think it's just because it makes everything sound a lot cooler yeah. and a lot more like mystical. True. And there's one show notorious for time skips. That's Doctor Who. They go through so many time skips, it's ridiculous. I tried watching Doctor Who, <laughs> but it's one of those shows where it's been on so long. Kind of like if you start, like I started watching the original Star Trek and forward. Oh, God. And it takes so long. And some of the same stuff keeps happening that you literally are just bashing your head into the wall. And you're just like, oh my God, Kurt! And like every episode, I'm screaming, <laughs> and that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Doctor Who is because I'm watching it, and I can't yeah, start yeah. at the later seasons because they keep referencing stuff from like 20 years ago. I don't know British slang anyway, so I can't just <laughs> I can't just pretend like I know what's going on. I gotta Google and do homework. It's stupid. I hate it. I hate it so much. And the. The mystery of Doctor Who. Let's go to Case Close. Case Close is one of those like kind of old school, fun, mm -hmm. like 90s, um, essentially like Sherlock Holmes uh, solve the case with the protagonist things. If you um, like Scooby-Doo gang, you'll, you'll like Case Close. <laughs> and also disclaimer, he's a boy He's a man, but he's cursed to be looking as a what teenage boy? No, no, no. He's a he's a teenage boy who is cursed to turn into a child. Yeah. To solve cases. It's very I don't know why. I forgot why is he cursed anyway? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't It's like every time they decide to let him use his brain. I can't remember if I look it up and it's a spoiler, I'm not gonna say it. But I just think that's ridiculous <laughs> that every time this child tries to solve any case, it yeah, he just turns into a he turns into a kid from teenager to kid. 
because he's a 17-year-old master detective. Yeah, he fits a prodigy pretty well. I will say watching it as a kid, um, like I would get stressed out because some of them were just like straight up murder cases and then they would have like a creepy vibe to them and like a whodunit and supernatural element to it that he would have to figure out. Um, And so that always, that always messed with me as watching it, but I still tried to figure it out with him. I never, I like, sometimes I got it right. And other times I was just like, I was way off. I was going to send an innocent man to jail. Mm-hmm. No problem. But right. and... the story plays out in a weird time, but realistically, is that the whim of the author soon the cases appear in chronological order, mm-hmm. ever age or even graduate. Oh, gosh. This is a conspiracy that Detective Cohen even ages. He never ages? I don't know. If it's another Ash weapon, please help me. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But the arc numbering case close, it has to deal with Pacific. Uh, it's like, it's very Pacific in its arc number. It, it deals with 4869. All of that together. That's the arc number. This comes in with uh, the Goisei number for Sherlock. It's been used frequently as a password for various devices, as its code and numbers even. It's also been a license plate. Um, what do you think of 4869 as a repeating number? Um, uh, yeah. I was looking it up because it's supposed to be the Sherlock number um, mm-hmm. for Japan. It's not like in the book for Sherlock Holmes, it comes up as um, a number. But if you look it up, the way that it's set up is that someone in Tokyo, um, essentially the 4869 when you say that individually in um, Japanese, it's like Saha which means Sherlock. Yeah. But that's how they got that. Which, yeah. you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> like, that's not even close to something I would think of, but it is actually really popular in Japan. Oh, yeah. Like, they use that their official thing to actually set it up that way. And it also is angel number. Um, yeah. That's a really, really It's very distinctive. And, um, it means it's like the angel number for Yeah. Like, you know, there's another appearance with the main ca- antagonist, the Karasuma group, develop a drug with those serial numbers. They use as a poison and dub it the experimental detective. Uh and the first the first human test subject for the uh batch was actually four eight six nine. So you have that as well. So just keep it, it comes up. So it comes up in weird different ways. Yeah. 
comes up in different ways, and it's kind of cool, actually. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we had a little bit of audio problem there. But we're back. <laughs> there we go. You were breaking up I a little off. bit. You were breaking yeah. up a little bit as I heard it, and then you couldn't hear me, so something was going on. For whatever reason, um, the surround sound system in my place like turned on while I was researching and then just <laughs> took the audio. So I'm just talking and it, it didn't it didn't make any noise for you though. It's like turned down. So if you were speaking, it was just like, well, too bad. <laughs> Where did we leave off? My bad. I was talking about the 4869 and the uh, twist of the Karasuma group developing a drug with those serial numbers that they use as a uh, poison yeah. and dubbed the experiment, experimental detective. The first human test subject was 4869. Yeah, I forgot that there was a whole, I forgot that there was actually an evil organization in the show yeah. until until I looked back up on um, Detective Conan. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they they were totally cool with killing a teenager, like no problem. <laughs> when they like they tried to take him out, they were like, "Shoot, just 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 kill him!" <laughs> like just inject him with stuff. And I was like, "Wow, okay, this is where we're starting." I mean, are you really surprised that that he keeps solving them and connecting them to the crime? No, he is. Well, he's a genius. Yeah. So. I, think I mean, it it's not that if it wasn't for these menacing kids, I would have got away with it. No, it's just Detective Cohen so good. He's just so good. He does have like his little merry band of like kind of like sidekicks and stuff, but he does all of the solving and yeah. constantly like and constantly catches them up. It's unfortunate. I really like it being like a shit. Sherlock Holmes theme as well. Like a modern version of Sherlock Holmes in its own way. Oh, for sure. He has the hat and everything. Um, especially when he's in kid form. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, all you could ever hear is like, it's elementary, my dear Watson, mm-hmm. when I see him in that hat. Especially with yeah. the um, magnifying glass. And uh, the Gorsay numbers, which is 4869, respectively, is each a digit apparently assigned with a Kumi, a Yumi, or a gracious English reading, often shortened to a first syllable or modified the possible meanings. Okay. So, yeah, it may overlap with a num- numerical theme naming. So, that's how that works. Oh, for the four eight, um, yeah, the four eight six nine, nine. yeah. The specific is a uh, sway numbers. So yeah, it has a it can deal with numerical name naming. So I didn't know that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I know it means what well, sounds out to be mm-hmm. Sherlock in Japanese. Yeah, um, the numbers. It's like a, it's like naming associates. So four eight six nine could, when they say it in Japanese, it could be Sherlock. Yeah, I, I guess the the sounding out of the um 
of each number in a Japanese language, what it comes out to is Sherlock yeah. um, when you put them all together. So I was like, that's a neat little trick. I think it just adds yeah. to the lore of the show. Oh, why? Right. You have, right, wait, number four is she. Number she, eight is ha. She ha. And then you have six, mu. And then muku. Shiha muku? <laughs> I guess that's the way There to... is no M in there. <laughs> well, I also have mu and ro and q as well for six. There's like different versions. So you have like number one is like Hito Ishi Kazu Wan. Two is like Fu Bu Pu Ni Tusu. And three is like Chan Sa So Sui. And then four is like Shi Yo Yan. Or five is Go Ko Isu. Uh, six is like Mu Ro or Roku, and then seven is like Na Na or Shi Shi, Shi Chi. I mean, uh, and you I have Ha Ha right. uh, Ba Pa Ye E or Ye Two. I mean, I, hey, I'm just naming it. I, I'm naming it as I see it. And then you have Na like it's Q or Kayu. I believe, and then you know, two or two or Jew for ten, and then the decimal point is ten. That was that was a roller coaster. I don't even know where we ended up. We were on the USA <laughs> number for the four eight six nine. I was like, I don't know how we got here, but <laughs> we we're all learning. Here. <laughs> we got here about the the new the numerical naming of Sherlock in four eight six nine. Hey, I'm gonna have to find the different <laughs> iterations of it. No, seriously, because the ones that I found, they had they had only that first one that you said, and so the rest of them that you have, I'm I'm, I'm gone. I have no idea. <laughs> I was using the go and save database of TV tropes. Uh. Oh man. Anyway, we got little lost there, but let's discuss Bleach and its numerical arc number. Theirs is the number five. Yes. And rightly Which... so. They have five come up pretty much. The main way you see it's actually in the uh Five combatants, the five team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess every time there's a rescue, they have yep. five members there. Yep. Um, and then there is also the Quincy's, mm-hmm. which is dominated by the number five, which also makes sense because yeah, um, pentagram and all that stuff. Yeah, that that makes total sense. Um, and it's a cross motif that's a five pointed cross that can appear both on a pinnacle and a pentagram formation. Um, they also utilize the five seal Snyders, which is a yeah. special attack um, to pull it off. They use five a lot. Oh, and they've got a designated five special war potentials um, mm-hmm. that they take very interest in. 
And yeah. it involves Ichigo, Kenpachi, Aizen, Yamato was excluded. But I guess there's two other members yeah, who I guess just are really never revealed. That also gets involved with the Thousand Year War, which is, you know, as much as we want to talk about that Thousand Year War, I think it's best to just know that they those the number five plays a special role into what they're doing to the feed like the answer to the the saving grace, I can say. Yeah, having such a reoccurring theme, especially in such a long show, is impressive. Yeah, like I'm, like I do know that they use other numbers as well, um, yeah. like the number nine. But it seems like the number five is like a consistent one that they have, especially in regards to when they're sending out people to do rescue missions or be representatives mm-hmm. for any portion of uh, the plot that they use all five. So, question. Not looking, not, n- not knowing the answer. Soul Society art. Who were the first five that were the rescue team to for Ryuka? Go. I know it's Ichigo, because he's the main character. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, the guy with blue hair and glasses? Um, uh, you reach? No. Yeah, is Yura. he in that? Yuha, yeah. Okay. Uh, I only know the three. I only know like Orihime, Ichigo, the guy I just talked about, and then the dude who looks like a muscular Brock from Pokemon. Sado. <laughs> there we go. Is that four? Do I have four? Yeah, you have four. There's one more that you might have forgotten. Hint, hint. Oh. Meow, meow. The cat? Oh, wait. Uh, no. Is it? Oh, oh, God. Well, see, look at me go. <laughs> you know what? That would have been like an 80% on a test or something. So I'm going to take yeah. it. <laughs> I'm calling it a pass. Thank you, bro- like Buff Brock. I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> every, every time I look at him, I'm just like, ah, yes, him. Him, <laughs> that guy. I don't know why I can't remember his name. I just remember him being quiet in the show when I first started watching it, when it started to come on TV. And I was just like, that guy's really quiet compared to literally everyone else. Everyone else was just screaming all the time. I just remember him being silent. And yeah, strong. he doesn't want to start any conflict. He only wants to be the defender, not the uh, attacker. So it's a little bit different. Uh... Yeah. Got it, got it. And then we have the long call arc. We have Ichigo, Yuhua, uh, Sato, Renji, and Vukia. Just, you know, save Hime from the, uh, I believe, is the Hedo Mundo? Yeah. That's an interesting arc. Well, that's probably the best arc that people affiliate is the Iran car arc. You know, even though the Soul Society arc was pretty good, usually after the Iran car arc is when it just kind of falls apart a little bit. But that's just me. What do you think? Um, I think it's fair to say that the series kind of like falls off after 
after a certain arc. As far as I know, and everyone who, like, even even my best friend who loves Bleach, I they haven't named a specific one where they were like, this was just straight trash. If anything, they wanted more of it. So when Bleach was like, people were like, oh, more episodes are going to come out. The whole excitement was just up there. Nobody was sitting there like, oh, gross. I hope that they can help us get past. Because we had that with Dragon Ball GT, where a lot yeah. of people were like, let's let's not. And then they were just like, yeah, it's not canon. We're just going to move on. I don't think I've heard that for any of the arcs in Bleach. And um, yeah, there's mm, a couple arcs that I don't know on canon from the manga, but that's like the, oh, okay, well, but that's from the up. anime, right? Though yeah, they're in the anime, so that kind of prolonged the Avancar arc more. Four brings half, you know, the bounce and something else, something about. Weapons, Lost Angel arc, I think. Yeah, and then you know, I don't know. I think there's interesting to have five, like in the Thousand Year Arc, Warrior Lords depict pieces, the Demolish Gante thirteen and five members in total: Ichibel, Senjumaru, Kesu. Uh, Hero and then Taijuro is the, you know, kind of remaining five of that. Um, yeah. 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 And the briefly, the number nine is like, uh, but that one's in the thousand year war, right? Where that one yeah, starts coming out. Years, 900 years, 90 years, and nine years, yeah. and nine years and nine days is one of Nine years and nine days. Yeah. Are y'all all right <laughs> over there in the Bleach universe? That I don't want to like... say too much of what it's about because it is a thousand year work and that is uh, like major spoiling. So, okay, that's fair because yeah. it, um, it sounds like a lot's going on. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like you guys are okay. It sounds like you guys are, are working through a lot together. And so, see, I, and I know that Bleach has a lot of good, like, a lot yeah. of good fights, a lot of good character development. But I think when I watched it years back, I got very confused as a kid because, like, Dragon Ball was very simple. Yeah. Because they killed off people very quickly. But Bleach was like, we're going to get into the story. And you're gonna you're gonna pay attention. I could not do it. So if there is a thousand year war, how how far is that arc in into the show though? Uh that's the last season. Okay, okay. That's the, that's the end. So many episodes. I mean it's not that many. You you're acting like it's one piece. Oh, don't do that. No one you're ever acts like it's one piece. piece. <laughs> you're acting like it's no one. one piece. No one ever acts like it's One Piece. One Piece, people just hang it up. You take <laughs> breaks. You start a family while One Piece is on. <laughs> oh, gosh. And we're still only, like, what? 75% done? Eh. Whatever announcement was that? When that was, like, one year or two years ago? I think so. Ugh. I think it was just a year ago. Oh, boy. 
talk about give a headache and understanding One Piece and how many episodes they can last. Yeah, you're right. Bleach is only 366, and One Piece is currently sitting at 1,009 because they don't <laughs> care about none of us. Can it's you imagine? still ongoing, too. One Piece hasn't yeah. ended yet. Like, can you imagine you're just trying to, like, say your one wish just to see the end of One Piece? We're, like, even Betty White couldn't do that. We're doing our best out here. This is oh, ridiculous. God. Up, Betty White. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P., Betty. We love you. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, oh, well, I, I, I guess, yeah, reaching 100 was, wasn't in the, the scope of the year. So I guess that oh, was no. a thing. Triple digits couldn't make it. Oh god, that's such. Well, that's pleasant. (laughs) That's pleasant. Oh god, I don't know if that's pleasant. At least deserved it only a few weeks before. True, but some people were like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! We should just count the days that you know, like that nine months where you're like in your mom's stomach." They're like, "If you count those days for Betty White, she definitely hit a hundred. And I was like, all right, all right, let's game the system. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when you round up, it's 100, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's 100 in our hearts, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it was like 99 one month. Well, it rounds up to 99. It rounds up. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But the last one we're going to do is Macross with the uh, number 25. I'm going to be honest. I had never heard of Macross um, before this episode. No, not at all. Oh, my gosh. Not at all. Look, I'm going to be honest. Uh, It's like this one and Reborn. Like, I had never heard of them until you told me about them. So it's like, I'm learning. <laughs> I am oh, learning very well, interesting, <laughs> different subgenres of anime. Well, Macross is a long running anime. It's by Shoji Papamoy. It's also along with Space. It's, it's in the same space as Space Battleship Yamamoto, Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, it's considered one of the three accessible pillars of anime of the space opera. Mm-hmm. So you not knowing Macross is really disappointing because you know I'm space not in the meta. But you know Mobile Suit Gundam and you heard of Yamato, right? Yeah. But you not heard of Macross? Come on. I have not heard. If I have, it's been in passing. I've probably seen it a thousand times at conventions, but like in regards to having watched it or like had anyone talk to me about it, no one has ever come up and been like, You seen that new <laughs> Macross episode? Not once. <laughs> not uh, not even a little bit. Not a figurine, nothing. So I'm I'm over here just and the art style is very much so like reminiscent of Gundam in my mind. Yeah. Um and yep. if it's if it's a pillar of the community, that's on me. Yep. And then, you know, often the series is conflict with the transfer Forming Mecha, they keep changing and evolve the aliens. The power of rock comes into play as the power of love, thus forming the three main elements 
lacrosse, humongous, humongous mecca, superpower music, and love triangles. Oh gosh. Uh, we also have Super Dimension Fortress Macross, which is under the uh, broadcasting system. So yeah, you know it has all Macross has like different installments. Like we have Super Dimension Fortress Macross, Macross. Do you remember Love? Macross Number Two, uh, Macross Plus, Macross Seven. Uh, Macross <laughs> 7 Encore, Macross 0, Frontier, Delta, <laughs> Expanded Universe. Oh my gosh, it just keeps going. Macross is out there. That's crazy. I guess you... originally the franchise was supposed to be called, the, uh, the Super Dimension Fortress Macross was supposed to be called yeah. Battle City Megaload. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible name. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like, why would you do that? The internet was different back then. The world yeah. was different. <laughs> Ten years after an alien spaceship lands on Earth, there's a war against alien enemies sent to take their ship back. That's the short version of the show's premise. So, yeah. That's so what's going a, on there. So, is it... Is it a so it's a retrieval mecha show? Like they're doing a retrieval mission in the first one? Because the first one is the super dimension fortress yeah. across, right? Okay. And then that's they, like the I think what they did was rebrand the naming because they just like because the, the fandom called Macross. So what they did is rebrand it as Macross, and that basically Made it Macross, and that's how that's how the fandom viewed. That's how they named it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like the, I'm looking through because there's this like ultimate guide um, mm -hmm. to Macross, so it's on <laughs> um, otaquest.com, and so it like it starts off with the very first one, the Fortress one, and then there's a movie, a two-hour film reinterpretation of it. From 1984. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then the third one, or the second one in the series, is Super Hi, Dimension Rolo. Fortress. You like no, the no. love seat again? Ugh. Huh? I was just looking at my dog in the love seat. Yeah, no, there's one, there's a lot of love going on, which is very interesting. <laughs> it's very, it's very dramatic. You're right. It does have that opera theme to it, where they're just like, we gotta be in love in space. And I'm just like, well, okay, <laughs> you have a giant robot, but I get it. Um, it's just so many renditions of it. I don't know what's up with the stinking. <laughs> like, the farther you go down, like, once you get to Macross Delta, it's oh, just boy. idols. It's just girl <laughs> idols and virtual waifus. They just said, forget it. Get it out of here. I don't even know if the number five is in the last one. But they just said, forget it. They're <laughs> like, we just got waifus in every oh hair color. Pick your pick oh. and get through it. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's so funny. That's oh. great. I'm going to watch some of these. Because some of them are only six like episodes long, so I'm yeah, gonna watch. It was short, and some of them you just skim past, and you know it's shorter than Gumblin, so that's good. But I can't believe you don't. You know, two of the the 
pillars of space anime opera, space opera, but you didn't hear Macross until today. So you know what? I'm the breath of fresh air that you needed. You're right. You are right. I'm not even going to deny it. I'm going to tell everybody about this. I'm going to be <laughs> you- so annoying. I'm like, do you guys want to see a space opera? I'm having Galentine's Day at my house for Valentine's Day on Monday with all of my girlfriends. And so we need something to watch. Galentine's Day. Oh my God. Have you never seen Parks and Rec? This is a whole nother conversation, but I know it's like a sitcom drama comedy, but like, I don't sit down and watch it. Wow. You sweet, sweet 2D man. It's a funny show. If you want to watch it, I think it's on like Peacock or something. I'll give you my login. But (laughs) it's, it's, they have a portion there that's called Valentine's Day, which is normally supposed to be the day before Valentine's Day. But I think this Sunday is Super Bowl. Um, Um, And I want to get, I want to scream at my TV for both sports teams. I don't even know who's playing. You're going to put, instead of Valentine's, you're going to make it Galentine's? Make it Galentine's. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, you know what? Macross is the perfect show for that because it's exactly. just like love everywhere. It'd just be like, yeah, hey, my Valentine special. Getting wine drunk, and we're, I'm just gonna have each of us just watch <laughs> one episode from every rendition of the show oh until it's a, until by the time we get to the like weird idol one at the very end we're so so tipsy from wine that we're just gonna go with it we're probably gonna be screaming at the tv and it's gonna be your fault so once again thanks to mason <laughs> like once again i'm gonna have an existential crisis watching a freaking show like i did with reborn you have no idea what Reborn did to me. I'm still recovering. I'm talking to my therapist tomorrow because this is just not going to work. It's not going to work out. I need to get it out of my life. Oh, I'm still uh, watching it, and I need to finish it, but Jesus Christ. Uh, I watch a, I'm watching another anime at the moment. It's about the uh, sport Go. It's like oh, Hakuo no Go. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's an old one. What yeah, got you into that one? Huh? What got you into that one? Uh, I don't know. I was going on verb on my app and I saw it, and it's like, huh, what is this? And then I looked at what the is plot. This? And like, oh, what is this? So cool. I was like, okay, this is worth giving a shot. And then I decently like it. It's not terrible. It's it's, it's, it's pretty enough, good. It's enough plot to keep it to keep me going. It's like, okay, this is not terrible. This is this is actually has is decent in plot. It's not just. I don't know. Even though he has like a a ch- uh, go master as a mm-hmm. spirit, as a dual teacher but... or whatever. Yeah, it's it. So when that show came out, it it was like competing against Yu Gi Oh at the time. Yeah. So like they had similar premise. They're both playing some type of game of like intellect um, that most people who yeah. I don't know like go to the gym or something wouldn't be into. And then they both have these weird alternate personalities that are kind of like spiritual entities that make them really good at the game. Well, the it's main a, thing is that Yu-Gi-Oh! Everyone played Yu-Gi-Oh! In Go, not everyone plays Go. No, not I don't even think today everyone plays Go. If I see Go normally, even on TV, it's like mm-hmm. traditional Japanese, yeah. like older men playing it. 
No, but I mean, like, in regards to the shows themselves, if you were to put them up against each other, unfortunately, um, the show went like, no, it wasn't. It just didn't catch the wave of excitement. But it had dragons. the Go community. It, Very much so. It encouraged a lot of people to go for Go. They actually Very did true. really good at capturing oh, no. everything about Go in in the uh, episode, in the actual arc, so. Yeah, I well, mean, this was early days anime when they were starting yeah. to make, like, specialized animes for just a specific activity. Like, yeah. that's when, like, Prince of Tennis was happening. This was yeah. before all the sports animes were really popular, so, like. Well, don't forget Baby Amy. Steps. You still don't mm-hmm. know what Baby Steps was when I to introduce you to them. Bunch of just a bunch of madness. Baby steps. Just, I feel like every time you recommend something new to me, like it's just going to cause me to like have to like close down my week and and like think about what's going on because I, yeah, I, I don't know why. Baby steps is tennis, though. So. Baby steps is actually about tennis, the sport of yeah. tennis. Oh yeah, that's right. You did show me this one. Yeah, it's actually I, not. I can't remember what exactly the drawing style is. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because he slightly has a nose that it yeah. made me angry. <laughs> it's the like character's just like so weird. I don't know yeah. how to describe him. He's like so awkward, and yet he's getting really good at tennis. It's like okay. Yeah, I don't like hate him, but I don't know yeah. why. But like when I watched a little bit, yeah. But back to my class with twenty five. Um, it, let's see, Macross Frontier is the 25th Migration Fleet. Uh, Macross class ship is called the Macross Quarter, which equals 25%. Uh, the Hero Mecha are VF-25. One of the characters is a 25% alien. Okay. Uh... Macross Frontier celebrates the 25th anniversary of the franchise. Similar to the number 7 crops up everywhere. Macross 7 to the point that they withheld three episodes to the series being 49. 7 squared, that's hilarious. It just keeps going. What you think of 25 and how its applications in Macross is? <clears throat> um, I think it makes more sense uh, in regards to Macross because it's I think like the themes of it is a bit bigger than mm-hmm. some of the other shows where at least like when you're thinking about robots if I'm thinking about a fleet of robots or ships yeah. I want it not to be seven and this is really the only one on our list that isn't a bit like that's actually a big number in double digits everything else is um besides the the Sherlock number for <laughs> case closed and that that one in its long list of different ways to say um say it in japanese but <laughs> but for macross i don't know for some reason the number 25 fits i also think that 25 is really iconic because yeah. i think people love um like whenever you do like the 25th anniversary the 50th anniversary something like that and it's yeah. been on since like 1987 which is yeah. insanity for the fact that they still made another series in 2016 to mm-hmm. keep celebrating was really cool. So um, I'm impressed that they were able to make it work. But also, since they do have the number seven within mm-hmm. the series multiple times as well, 
they still fall back right back into the yeah. trope. They double dip. I don't think I don't I think uh an alien being twenty five percent alien is kinda weird. <laughs> that means the alien like had a half breed and then another another, another human? Breed? I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. another as a a half breed alien, half human, and another human, and then it's yes. like seventy five percent human and twenty five percent alien. Yeah, you get some weird combos like that sometimes. Oh god! For some reason, it reminds me of like Tenchi Muyo or yeah. the Muyo or whatever, where it's just like by the time you get through the family tree, like you're yeah. having an aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what is happening? Why did you do this? <laughs> It's just like uh, Inuyasha and In- Inigomi uh, having children after a half-blood demon with a full-fledged human. Oh, yeah. For their... Oh, my God. What is the <laughs> name of that one? What is... What is? I can't remember I, the name of their You saw the demon, half-demon princess? Yeah, something like that. It's something very long. Really... I haven't watched it yet, and I love Inuyasha. I, I need to finish watching it. I heard it was good. I heard the discourse, and I think I didn't watch it because people were yelling about it online. So I was like, I'll come back. I don't, yeah, about, I don't, I don't worry about online reviews too much because you know what? That community just gets so ridiculous. Passionate people. Yeah. Strong, strong opinions, but yeah, so sometimes when I want to watch a show and I'm like, oh, that was fun. If I want to post about it, but people are screaming about it, I'm like, I'll come back. Like, even if I'm late, I'll be like, I'll come back. So, that's going back on the list. That wraps up this episode. Is there any final thoughts? Um, No, I think the numbers motif uh, is probably one of the only ones that we've done in this series where you definitely notice it more as you watch the show. Uh, And the longer you watch the show, the more it pops up. But, like, the Teenage Warrior, the Devastated Earth, those are things that you can kind of see usually from episode one. Um, but this one, if you sit back, you enjoy the show, you watch it all the way through and get engaged, yeah. you're going to see like really cool. It's kind of like an Easter egg thing to find out yeah. some of your favorite shows. So, so yeah, the main premise here is the more you watch a show, the more interesting information you can pull out from the show. Maybe pull Absolutely. out the off numbers that you see. That's right. I concur. Well, I got... I got her agreeing with me. That's all that counts. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay.